Thursday. Thank you so much for joining us, everybody. This is the Resistance Broadcast, TRB. We are the official podcast of StarWarsNewsNet.com. <laughs> uh, I'm John. How you guys doing? Thanks so much for joining us. It is our discussion show, but today, no discussion. We're doing the Kessel Run, baby. It's back, baby! We're going to do the top 12 cameos in the history of Star Wars from our perspective. Uh, so, um, then of course we'll want to know what you, your, uh, your list would be too. With me as always doing the Kessel Run and having fun talking about Star Wars, James and Lacey. Um, what is going on with you guys? James, what, what's going on with you? Um, been having a lot of problems lately in my life. <laughs> Just kidding. Did your lawnmower die too? Uh, no, John. But almost every summer it does the like white smoke thing and i'm like oh dang it do you leave gas in <laughs> it or something i don't know what actually causes that i just usually when that happens i just like change the oil and <laughs> give it time what are you uh what are you working with you got a push mower you got a ride on mower what's your what's your situation uh when i first moved into the house i had a push mower that i and i had like a key start and like an auto train like you squeeze it and it goes oh, yeah both of those features don't work anymore, so uh, I I pull it and I push it. <laughs> all right, right on. Yeah, Lacey, what uh, what are you operating with? What's going on? Don't you you have landscapers, don't you? I do. I yeah. do have a landscaper that comes in most my lawn once a week. What's uh What's going on with you? What's new? Nothing. Why are you looking like you're about to go into like an MMA fight or working out or? What would your intro music be if you were an MMA fighter? I don't know. I can't song, punch anything. <laughs> what song gets you pumped up? I don't know. You're putting uh, me on the, the spot head, right I now. I don't know. Probably something from Architects. You guys are like cool. You love Architects. <laughs> I'd listen to, to dude. They are like one of my favorite bands. I'd walk out to some like Devil Wears Prada. Be like, yeah. Actually, I believe we were in the running one time for a guy who was like wanting to use our song really would you wouldn't get a, paid though would you no i think we were i think i don't exactly remember how it all went down but i remember that was a possibility and we like i remember we looked into the wrestler and we're kind of talking to him for a while and all of it just kind of fell through but i was like but i mean it's kind of cool i don't remember who the guy was obviously but lacy would come out to basket case by green day no i wouldn't lacy would come out to I don't know what. Uh, Dookie by Green Day. I don't know. <laughs> That's an album. <laughs> All right. Well, we're gonna um, we're in the ring now. American idiot. So yeah, <laughs> but we're not doing a Star Wars war. But maybe they'll come back one day. But we are gonna do Will of the Force, and James is gonna guide us through that right now. I fear nothing for all this, as the Force wills it. Will of the Force this week is brought to you by our generals right uh actually technically it's brought to you by anybody on our patreon any of our resistance officers which i don't know if you guys know or not but the best way to become a resistance officer is to head over to patreon.com slash resistance broadcast and uh i don't know make a little make a little donation two dollars five dollars ten dollars twenty five fifty whatever floats your boat um, but we have a lot of good stuff coming out uh, that is exclusive to 
uh, our Patreon, and that includes things like a giant chat room that you know people can come and uh, be positive about Star Wars and have good discussion, and know that every time they have a thought, that they're that people are going to write back and have discussion with them. So. Um, we're really proud of our Patreon, and uh, one of the things we do over there as well is we give people the ability to submit questions for Will of the Force. Um, it's not always a general, but I do want to thank our general specifically, and those people are Carmelo, Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers, Neil Shaw, David Probus, John Reese, uh, Michael Harrison, Michael Gaines, Jetta Rosewater, Bethany, Beerfet, <laughs> uh, Russ Harbison, and Kel- Kendall Gellner. I think I always trip up on Kendall's name for some reason. I don't know what it is. Something about the K and the G, I guess. But uh, uh, Kendall, you're awesome. Um, thanks, all the generals, for being who you are and what you do. <clears throat> um, let's get to a Patreon submitted question right away. And this one's actually coming from Commander Randall. And Commander Randall wants to know... Will Ray Sloan show up in the Mandalorian, and will she be in some way working with Moff Gideon? That's a good question, uh, Randall. I'm going to ask Lacey first. What do you think? She will not. I think there's so many characters that they're supposedly intertwining and bringing into season two of the Mandalorian. I don't know if they're going to bring in another character. So I'm going to mm-hmm. say they will not. They will not. All right, John, what do you think? Yeah. Ray Sloan. <clears throat> I agree. I don't think Ray Sloan's going to make the jump uh, to live action, uh, especially when you have... They're already trying to establish Moff Gideon as their main villain. Um, bringing Ray Sloan in may kind of muddle that a bit. I still think we need to vault up Moff Gideon a bit more and to have a counterpart or someone who may rival him on the bad guy side. Um, even if it's someone who would work with him either way it's taking the spotlight off him who we need to build up a bit more and like Lacey said too there there's rumors of so many other people coming in from animation uh it, it would be kind of weird I, so I, I you know will we see the character again maybe but not not in the Mandalorian hmm um so I I tried to go to see if there was a cast listing on squadrons because she was seen in the squadrons trailer. And I thought, you know, these characters look somewhat realistic, right? They're not stylized. They're not completely cartoon. They might be based off real people. Um, and I wanted to see if there was any cast listing for maybe who the, the look of race loan had been more realistically styled after, but it's not up yet which then is the real thing that sways my answer to go, not at this time. I I, I don't think it's going to happen. But I really do want it to happen, and I think it would be cool if Moff Gideon had one of those scenes where he's like in front of the hologram and he's like, yes, you know, he's taking reports from who at this time, you know, would be, I think in the the, uh, unknown regions, you know, setting up, some of the first order type stuff. And that was something that was teased with, you know, the origins of the first order. I don't know. It all looks very cool and connected. And she potentially is one of the leaders of the empire at this time. So I'd like to see it, but you just got to think that it's probably not going to happen, but then it'll be really great when it does. 
<laughs> All right. Next question is, uh, will a change in leadership at Lucasfilm increase or decrease the chances of a follow-up to Solo? Uh, John, you're going to go first on this one. What do you think? I actually think it would increase the chances of more Solo. Um, you know, Disney, Bob Iger took the blame for Solo uh, not doing well from the marketing and not pushing the date or agreeing to push the date. Um the, the director hirings of Lord Miller were by Kathleen Kennedy and the firings were by Kathleen Kennedy. Uh, so the doubling of the budget fell on her. Um, and, you know, I still love Solo, of course. But I think, you know, with new leadership and knowing that there's probably still whoever comes in probably still knows exactly who John Kazan is with the, the treatments and you got Jonas still in the mix and everything uh, in terms of the ILM assets are there. Rob Bordeaux still going to be there. Uh, I, I think a fresh voice and knowing what someone could do with Solo, especially with Disney Plus and all the new technologies and stuff, still makes Solo a very attractive thing to approach, um, especially now, like I said, with Disney Plus being an option too. The, the, the fan has opened up a bit. It's not just theater or nothing. There's so many things that they can do. It's a great property, great character. I don't know. I think it would increase the chances. Lacey, increase or decrease? What do you think? So I feel like my question, my answer would have been different if uh, the Snyder Cut stuff didn't happen. Like, I feel like mm. I would have had a very different answer months ago if this question was asked. Um, I'm going to agree with John. Ooh. I think that it will increase if leadership changes because... Right now, I think more than anything else, Star Wars kind of needs some positive press and positive uh, messaging surrounding their relationship with fans. I think that even though the majority of fans have no problem, I think there is a loud minority that do. And I think that uh, saying that they saved the Clone Wars was a big thing. And if they brought this back again with you know, make Solo 2 happen, they, it would only benefit them if they did it. So I could see that it could be an increase for them if leadership changed. I'm going to disagree. I knew that was coming. I yeah. <laughs> I, th I think that a change in leadership would, would set up that it's l less likely to happen. Um, and I think the reason that is, is because of some of the terms you guys use, like clean, clean slate, you know, I think somebody comes in and they say, um, you know, wh what were some of the, the positives of, uh, the, the star Wars movies under the last leadership, you know what I mean? They're going to be like, well, you know, we had a lot of success with the force awakens, you know, and, and others. And then they're going to be like, well, what were some of the negative things that happened? And they'll be like, well, unfortunately, Solo's our least profitable movie. You know, I think that's just kind of what it is probably going to come down to. And someone's going to say, well, I'm going to clean the slate and say, don't do any of the things that was that were even remotely close to failures. I'm going to come in and this is going to be the beginning of my new regime and my new legacy and building off of what the last person's legacy is. I don't know. Probably, probably wouldn't be in the interest of whoever is set up to be in control of that company starting, you know, from that day on, 
So I, I think that, um, unfortunately that, that could potentially be the, uh, the end of solo, but we'll see. Um, Jeez. next one. Yeah. Next one is, uh, a resistance officer question, uh, specifically from Admiral Dale Brooks. Dale Brooks wants to know, will there be at least a second star Wars Disney plus live action show airing? It's gotta be airing by the time we get season three of Mando. Lacey, this one's coming back to you first. What do you think? No, there will not, because unless they're secretly working on something right now, there is no sign of anything being in production besides Mando season two. So Favreau's already talked about how he's kind of working on season three already, so that's already working. And by the time that Kenobi and Cassian get back up into production next year, they're still going to need time to finish those shows. So I'm going to say no. I feel like Mando is going to happen first. Question, John, do you do you say no? Just real quick. Um yeah, Lacey nailed it. There's no there's okay. no chance. So so I I'll I'll jump the gun here. We all agree. Can we change the question to season four? Well, hopefully there's a season four. They've never brought up a season four, but yes, we would see something before that. Because you think we see something before season four? Yeah, because yeah. Kenobi and Cassian will be done with their production. Yeah, assuming Kenobi still picks up in January, mm-hmm. films for most of spring into early summer goes into post production. Probably pops out somewhere in early 2022, which is almost half a year or more ahead of Mando Four. That would make sense. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, a lot of this stuff has been delayed, delayed, delayed. Well, yeah, now you're um, doing like doom and gloom here. Now you're saying what Kenobi's not going to happen. Like we have to go under the I'm going based on the information I know, which is you and McGregor said we're filming in January. Yes, but they also said they were filming back then and it probably would have already been out by now. I don't know. Right. I don't know. So so you know, coming out before season two was even a possibility coming out before season three. Absolutely. hundred percent. But now take some time away from it. And now all of a sudden we're saying, eh, not possible before season three, definitely before season four. But it's like, if things keep kind of going the way that they're going with some of this stuff, ah, oh, we're going to rewrite it. We're going to take another look at it. Some things like that. Maybe they, they bag the whole thing. And then they say, we're, we're going to finish Mandalorian before we we're going to let season four play out before we I think start with the new series or something even though it's done it's finished but it won't come out until like February after season four so I don't know I'm just playing around this I think this scenario would have been different if we weren't still in COVID like if that still wasn't happening because we've been in it for four months now if this still wasn't a thing that people are just starting to go back to productions now and it's very sparingly only a couple are here and there like mm-hmm. Cassian would have been in production already. Okay. Like there were so some then- delays, but they were supposed to start shooting this fall and now they've pushed it back again because they've mm-hmm. lost four months of time. Yeah. So season three of Mandalorian just happened and Cassian is done and Kenobi is done and season four of Mandalorian, let's just say it's going to happen. 
where do these air? How do they roll out in 2022? Like spring, summer, fall? Mm. I have no idea. Oh. I'm just playing off because we all we all agreed on that one so quickly. Um, okay. Well, I no wish worries. I knew. My laugh is yeah. because I wish I knew. I feel like I'm yeah. constantly well, answering. You, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, if if you take the model of filming for Mando, it filmed for five months from uh, October to March. If Kenobi does similar or maybe less because they're reporting, uh, they're reporting, I reported that it's going to be six episodes, <laughs> um, maybe even less. Say that films for four months, January to May. Uh, it would come out within that year. So they wouldn't rush it to that calendar year 2021. Maybe they want to get a good jump start on quarter one for 2022. New yep. CEO. New President of Lucasfilm, 2022. Maybe you see Kenobi Spring, 2022. Maybe Yeah, so that's after Mando Season 4. No. Three. Because Season 2 comes out in 2020. Right. And then season 3 would come out in 2022. 2021. 21. 21. Yeah. And then Kenobi would come out spring of 2022 <laughs> ahead of Mando season four. How you doing? And you, no, you said in 2023. No, I didn't, James. He said what 20- is going on? <laughs> All right, Will the Force. Jesus. All right, let's get to the last one. Will Star Wars have a non-human slash humanoid main villain in a future film saga or series? What do you think, John? I'll say yes, just because... Uh, if they do eventually do what they're saying they're going to do and tell new stories, uh, and they tell a lot of them, the odds are that one of them's going to pop up and 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 be um, some sort of weird villain. I don't know what they have in terms of budget for a TV show to do some sort of, you know, CG crazy uh, creature thing. Um, Although it'd be weird to have a creature being a main villain. I don't know. I'm going to say yes just because they've never done it. And if Star Wars wants to start doing new things, it'd be a good way to go. So what the they, they may not, but I, I'm going to say yes. Lacey, any thoughts on this? I'm going to say yes, they will. I would love to see it. I think it's something cool. We've seen it with Jabba. We've seen it with, uh, you know, General Grievous is kind of like not obviously human so i think it there's something about it when the villain isn't human that you can kind of disconnect from it a little bit more and just see it as an evil entity um you know i think thanos worked really well because he was just like he you saw him as someone that was just trying to get rid of humans you know and then it was Mm -hmm. like us against them he's humanoid though right I guess I don't really know that much about like the ins and outs of Marvel. I just know that he's purple, he's super muscular, and he's clearly not human. <laughs> so <laughs> that's what I'm going off of that he's an alien. So the idea that it's like us versus them, like humans come together and fight the bad guy, I mm-hmm. find that attractive and I think that would be really cool to have some type of weird creature. Like that's why I'm like so kind of still obsessed with the baby head thing. Like the webish 
bog or whatever they call it like that is so cool and that is mm-hmm. so star wars and i feel like we missed out on that from all the sketches and the concept art and what we saw and what they actually built like i i feel like we missed out on creatures in the sequel trilogy so i would love it to be some crazy over the top creature as the bad guy so yes they mm. will i think they probably will um we were really close to getting um, Dryden Voss as a non-human Like a lion character. guy, right? Yeah. Um, and then I think just because of the pushbacks and the time restraints that they were on, they were like, let's just make him human. Let's just, you know, cut the cut down budget on this one. Well, all the, um, all the mapping and stuff they did was on Michael K. Williams. They would have to redo everything in terms of the assets on Paul Bettany. And he's like, dude, I'll show up and help you, but... I'm not doing all this dots on my face and tracking and stuff. Like, just CGI some scars on me. Thanks. They did that because he's too attractive. So they had to be like, we have to make you ugly a little bit. (laughs) He's like, he's like, I just got out of the vision outfit. Yeah, I can't. can't (laughs) Yeah, he just had that stone burned into my forehead. Like, we're not doing this. Um, but no, I, I. I think that uh, I think you guys are right. the The only unfortunate part of it is that we've never really gotten it as the the major villain. The closest I would say is Jabba the Hutt, and he's not really the main villain, but he's someone that we know historically works. Yes, right? it's like what a stupid, <laughs> dumb villain, and it's like <laughs> worked a hundred percent. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Chewbacca as well as another example. He's not a villain, but he is a character that you're like. There's no way that's going to work as one of like the main characters in this movie and obviously like massively be- beloved. So imagine explaining um, Chewbacca to someone before Chewbacca existed like okay there's this huge thing it's kind of like a Sasquatch kind of like a dog he just like talks and growls Yeah they probably like- have to say like <laughs> like when did Harry and the Hendersons come out? Was that after <laughs> Star Wars? I don't know. Yeah. I think you'd so. You have to just say like Bigfoot yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. Also, to this question, what what if it's a droid? That doesn't. That's not humanoid, right? What if there's a droid main villain? Well, is that a little too Terminatory? If, well, R two D two is not humanoid. C three PO is. Yeah. Yeah. So, and and honestly, it's kind of one of those things too. Technically, I think even if they did the do the tiger Michael K Williams thing, I still think that would be considered humanoid. That's why your question really tripped me up. I was like, man, humanoid though. You have to do something. Well, because I like, thought of Snoke, you know. <laughs> yeah. 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 Or or Dryden Voss. Dryden Voss is not human. Right. Right. Yeah. But he's human like. Right. Um. So anyway, uh, yeah, I think we all agree that they probably will do that down the line. Um. Let's just hope it's in a uh, a movie more than a series. A even, movie. I think. Or maybe Solo right, John. Two with Jabba again. Boom. That's what I'm talking about. Get that puppet right. back. Get those si- sick, sweaty dudes in that puppet, Lazy. Yes. <laughs> Get the puppet. John, uh, that is it for Will of the Force. What's our next section? You've never heard of the Millennium Falk? It's the ship that made the Kessel Run in less than 12 parsecs. All right. It is back. It is the Kessel Run. If you're new to TRB, the Kessel Run is our tribute to Han Solo and Chewie and the gang who did the Kessel Run. Why? Because the number 12 for each parsec. Uh, we're going to do our uh, list of 12 
things. We put together our list together, uh, four things each. Uh, this week is uh, the 12 best cameos in Star Wars history. Obviously, Star Wars is loaded with cameos from the first film through the sequel trilogy and will continue into the future of the franchise. So we have our list for you here. And what we want you guys to do is comment with your picks. If we don't pick yours, there's like 150 it's insane the amount of cameos there are in Star Wars if you if you look at like <laughs> the Wikipedia log of it. But mm-hmm. we gave our 12. Hit us up in the comments or on Twitter at RBATSWNN with your picks. Uh, you know, quote tweet our episode. We'll retweet it, whatever. We'll have some fun with it. But we're going to give you ours now. Uh, I'm going to start this thing off, guys. My first pick, and I'll admit, I slept on this and I didn't realize he was in the movie until I started researching my picks. I did not know that Ralph McQuarrie cameoed in The Empire Strikes Back. I, I didn't know that one either when I you sent that, that over. That, and we just did our commentary, and I, I wish I had known then. And I wish J.W. <laughs> Rinsler told me. What the, what the heck, man? Um, no, but so he played Farl McQuarrie. P-H-A-R-L McQuarrie. He was one of the guys that uh, John Ratzenberger's character was talking to in the Hoth uh, base hangar. Um, I've been playing a lot of or watching a lot of Supermarket Sweep and I just see that name and I'm like, obviously it's Ralph just mixed up. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, I've actually been watching that on Netflix too. It's so like, good. I love that They're show. bringing a new version out. So you got to get all the turkeys, all the turkeys in the diapers. No, you um, don't do that. So yeah, Ralph McQuarrie. <laughs> and I picked him because, you know, everything you see in Star Wars in terms of landscapes and concept designs and stuff are his. And even today, they're still using his stuff. Yep. And Doug mm-hmm. Chang still borrows from him and all the new people still borrow from him. So I love the fact that he got to be in Star Wars, let alone my favorite Star Wars movie. And I was today years old when I found out that he was in it. <laughs> so, so, now when I, so now when I watch Empire and I see him, I'm like, Ralph freaking Macquarie, he designed everything. And he's right there, just standing L- there, just doing his Literally thing. everything. Was, Lucas was like, dude, put on a parka. Put on a little hat and go out there. You're far old now. Yo, he's probably like, wow. so what's my what's my character's name? They're like, Farl McQuarrie. Yeah. <laughs> that, that to me sounds like the the age old, like they just had a formula at the time. Yeah. And I think they still do that. They're like, you know, put the, it's like pig Latin sort of like, put the last letter of your name yeah, at the beginning. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I would be like, uh, Yajem, yeah, <laughs> or yeah. something like Baney, like I don't know, I'm mixing Yekel. up my last and first name or something. Yeah, Yackle. Yackle. Hmm. Yeah, Lacey backwards. You're you're up. Oh. You're up, Lacey. Uh, unless you have anything to say about Ralph McQuarrie, I know you're a big art person. I. It's funny you said that. Like everybody still pulls from him. Immediately, what I thought about was. Yoshi Vu saying he was going to the archives and pulling these old Macquarie stuff and looking yeah. at them for his yeah. visual effects. So like he's not going away. He's one of those like constant things in Star Wars, which is important because you want it to all look Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so my pick of my first of my my four, I guess. Uh my first pick <laughs> is Daniel Craig in the Force Awakens. Nice. So this mm-hmm. is one of those ones that was everywhere. But I feel like I'm dialing my head back to the time when it came out. I feel like at first it was rumored that he was in it. And people were like, no, he's not. That's no way that's him. And then like months later, they were like, yeah, it's him. Like, I feel at first 
They yeah. said it wasn't him because they didn't want to ruin it or like they wanted to let it sit for a little bit. But the funny thing is now that they've said it's him, it's all I hear when, <laughs> when that scene comes up, yeah. which is obviously the scene where Ray's strapped to the interrogation thing and she goes you know drop mm-hmm. your gun and he's like scavenger scum and like yeah but it's all i hear now but i just find it really funny that james bond was like hey can i be a stormtrooper <laughs> i wonder if they were filming bond in a nearby pinewood pine and he's wood, like, yeah can i like shoot over yeah can i just be and you know what's funny he, he doesn't really sound like him he like changed his voice a bit so it's weird because it's very similar to Mark Hamill and The Rise of Skywalker where he starts with one accent and then switches. Like he starts with one, with like an American with accent. With you mean? Yes. I still don't see it, but I yes, yeah, I it's there. So he starts with like more of an American accent and then the scavenger scum sounds very British. So that's where it's like weird. Now go back and listen to it. You're going to be like Oh, she's kind. She's kind of right. It's just it's one of those weird things that kind of like. But it's just James Bond is awesome. And wasn't uh, he like his stormtrooper name 007 or something like that? They said it was uh, like TK007. No, it actually wasn't. When I looked it up on Wikipedia, oh, really? it was like two four eight one or something like Missed that. Missed opportunity. I know. I think that was one of the things that was like. Th- as you say, John, you take one bit of information that's correct and you add another piece of information that's not correct. And people said, oh, he's TK007. He was mm. not. Uh, but I'll look yeah. it up while James is talking and see All if right. that's true. The, the funny thing about his cameo is that y- I think John mentioned it like he doesn't really sound like him. And yet you were still like, I hear it every time. And I... I have always thought exactly in between you two. Like I'm, I'm sitting there like, I know that's Daniel Craig and I'm trying to hear his <laughs> voice and yet I still can't, but I know it's him. And it makes me feel like any day there could be a, like a tonight show thing where he, they're like, and you were in star Wars, you were uh, the stormtrooper, And he goes, and it was like, he's like, that, Oh no, no, that wasn't me. And, and like, <laughs> And then I would be like the one guy that'd be like, I know it didn't sound like him. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, that's the thing about these cameos. I I feel like I feel like everyone from now on. I could be wrong on this, but like we see people's face. So one eight two four. I had it backwards. One eight two four. F N one eight two four. I wonder if that is some sort of James Bond reference, though. Like. I don't even know what that would be. That I doesn't have no make sense. Idea. 18, 24. Um, all right. So, James, our third pick on our list of 12 goes to you for your first entry. What is your first favorite cameo or best cameo in Star Wars? Well, as you guys as listeners know or might not know, I generally don't tell them, John and Lacey, what my picks are. But they do know this one, I think. The character's name is Oma Tress. Do either one of you know who it is? Oh, um, that sounds familiar. Oma Tress. I should know this. John Williams. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> yes. John Williams uh, <laughs> makes, makes his first debut in Star Wars uh as fi- finally you know episode nine he finally gets the cameo he finally does it famous 
story of him talking to his wife saying he doesn't doesn't think he's going to do it and she's like you have to <laughs> you have yeah. to do it this is the time um and uh more so than even what's in the movie because i don't think i noticed it the first time i think i went with i think john pointed it out the second time or maybe it was i can't remember but um I remember being like, whoa, it is him. <laughs> like just blown away. I was like, oh my gosh, I knew there was like a pan in on the bartender, but it just seemed like a typical shot. Like, you know, like, oh, the bartender's in on it, you know? Yeah. Um, but uh, after seeing the documentary, uh, Skywalker Legacy, and hearing what JJ had to say about the set and how everything was all the specific pieces, so, so awesome. Oh, you yeah. Know? I, I just, I can't believe that we just still haven't gotten to this day a close-up photograph and explanation of each one of those props. Right. It drives me nuts. I'm oh, like, they've only yeah. revealed like 10 of them tops. And then the prop builder's so, like... <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I spent three a, months. <laughs> I made yeah. the, I made the uh, barrels from Jaws to the finest detail and you just... Nothing. Like, they make visual dictionaries, and yet it's still like not in. They should have There's a two-page like three spread, in yeah, in the visual dictionary. They'll do like a diagram one day that you'll have to like buy or something. I'm sure, but that's a that's a great pick. And like, imagine uh, his whole legacy, and like at it's 86 years old, he finally gets in front of the camera. <laughs> and he and was so he like kind of like, not this. into it too. He was like, yeah. Mm. <laughs> right. No, that's that's that uh, that is awesome. I'm so glad he got to be in it. I think that was a brilliant pick and choice by JJ uh, and the way they handled it and everything in that documentary. Like you just said, James is like chef's kiss, as they say. Perfect. Mm-hmm. John's um, using all the internet terms today. Am I? Today I was this old when John used it, all the internet meme talk. Thank you so much. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> all right. My next pick is Anthony Daniels in Solo. <laughs> what solo? Never seen it. Dun, dun, Which one that? That? <laughs> Is that before or after Rogue One? <laughs> I'm tra- I'm channeling my inner gif of uh Samuel Jackson from Black Snake Moan, that stare. <laughs> <laughs> that's one of my that's my favorite gif ever, I think. Um yeah, Anthony Daniels plays a guy named Tack in Solo and it, it why I love this cameo is obviously because uh, he's out of the suit again, um, which he had previously done uh, in episode two. But what's what's important about this one is it kept his streak going to appear in every Star Wars movie. Uh, and he played, you don't want to be hey, that guy. You're like, just get him here. I don't. Yeah, <laughs> you don't want to be the one who breaks that chain. They, 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 you know, the Wilhelm scream is one thing. But Anthony Daniels is a different animal. So mm-hmm. um, he plays a slave alongside the Wookiees and he has a line that says, uh, Sagwa this way. It was the the emaciated Wookiee that um, Chewie like, put the heads together with that Jonas was telling us about when he was on our show. So we bragged TRB. And you see him though, but it's very subtle and very quick and he does have a line, but he's there and it's Anthony Daniels, not as C-3PO, continuing his streak as the only person to appear in every single Star Wars movie. And I think that is amazing. And I love every aspect of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's great. Very cool. (laughs) I'm just thinking about that scene 
And then I started getting into a deep thought of the Jonas interview where he couldn't think of the guy's name. He's like, Sagwa, Sagwa. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, that's yeah, why yeah. I know that name. Sorry, I got a little distracted. But yes, that is a great pick. Uh, I wouldn't want to be the person that breaks the Anthony, Anthony Daniels uh, streak no. of cameos. Also, good for him because he probably gets paid for all those cameos. Yeah. That's pretty sweet. I actually think I thought Anthony Daniels was a different character in this movie. I might be wrong. I thought he was the droid at the beginning that gets crushed, but he wasn't. The one that's like, no. please, stop, please, and then it gets I, hit by I the car. I thought he was a droid, but I don't know which one. Like, I remember looking for him because we heard rumors that he was going to be in it. Yeah. Yeah. I thought he was the he was one of the droids uh, inside that little chamber that L3's in. Mm. And she like takes the restraining that's what bolt I off, too. and then he starts. Yeah. And there's one that's like doing like this. It's kind of like a protocol droid or something. Yeah. And it might be his voice or something. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I'm maybe I'm nuts. But I thought that was who what we were talking about. And then you you say he's in the tunnels again. I was this day old. <laughs> no, he's when they're at outside at the Falcon, and, and he, he says and the, the Wookies like do their little like Wookie headbutt like yeah. I love you, brother or whatever. And, and he's a he's like human? Say, he's telling the other yeah he's a human and he's wearing like a, a poncho and he's really dirty and he's like sagwa we gotta go we're like let's get out of here like they mm-hmm. were trying to bust Interesting. out yeah i'll have to take another look yeah yeah man so many so many new learned experiences today <laughs> it's a beautiful thing it's a beautiful so thing Star Wars. Uh, yeah Lacey, so you're at number five for us here Yep. Your second pick yeah. so my next pick is gareth edwards the director slash writer he he wrote the first version, right? <laughs> Not the second version. I don't think he wrote Rogue One. I think he just directed. He had nothing to do. Are you sure? Yeah, because it was Gary Whitta and... Um, oh, yeah, Gary Whitta. You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. I'm getting confused. Um, but he definitely directed Gareth Edwards, the director of Rogue One, a Star yes. Wars story. He was in The Last Jedi. He's in a couple things, actually, but I'm going to do The Last Jedi one where he's in the bunker on Crate. He's next to the guy that licks the planet <laughs> and like <then> salt <laughs> and he just looks at him and that's all i needed that's all i needed for that cameo it was perfect um and i knew it was him immediately when i saw it the first time because we all know what he looks like and he's been on tons of panels and stuff i remember i saw him in the airport once and i was just like should i say something but he looked like very determined like you know when people look mm-hmm. like they're like mm-hmm. on a mission i was like no i don't want to be that person how do you recognize gareth edwards he's so he's just like a such a regular looking like British i've met dude. him before i think but I think in I an airport i wouldn't be like oh my god that's gareth edwards i'd be like there's some guy so there's certain things i'm really good at i'm really good at remembering faces like when i meet someone i'm like really good at remembering them mm. So you're not saying their names, that the, but like that who are you should just be a, a, a photo game. If it was a photo game, I'd get it. I'd be like that. But the thing <laughs> is, is I wouldn't get their names, though. But I'd give you it's like the typical giving directions. Like I could tell you every tree and sign and road and like not by name, but by description on how to get there. Mm. But I can't give you the specifics. So like if you were like who's this person I could be like they say they say this thing or they look at this person they give a high five but I couldn't tell you what the person's name is. Lacey would be a good murder witness like pointing people out in a lineup. I totally would. Lacey would be like it's number four. Look at him. (laughs) 
It's that guy. <laughs> it's Gareth we, Edwards. <laughs> I have watched all the Unsolved Mysteries. Have you guys mm-hmm. watched those, the new ones? Yes. Oh, yeah. Just the first so one. so good. Yeah. yeah. James, you have to watch episode two. It's so good. Yeah, episode the, two was really good. Two's really good. Yeah. And then the last episode, they saved the best for last. It is so insane that you're like, how unless is I, this a thing? Unless I watched two and I didn't know because my wife just started it. Is, two is the hairdresser. That goes um, missing. Oh, and, yeah. And speaking of hairdressers, I watched that one. Whatever, Lacey. I love. In so it's all downhill from here. That was the best episode to me. It was. No, no, no. The last one's really good. Hmm. Oh yeah, that one's pretty. So good. I'll check out the last. That one. one's insane, John. <laughs> <laughs> Don't Let's... see the fifth one. The fifth one is sneak. S- speaking sleeper. of hairdressers, though, Lacey, what? the Gareth Edwards cameo I think is so funny because they just put Gareth Edwards in there. They didn't give him with a, a, like, hat. a helmet. They didn't give him any makeup. It's just that Gareth Edwards in a bunker next to that guy. See, but you just said, how would you Who's recognize him in an not? airport? Am I wrong on that? All right. In an airport, I'm at JFK. I'm going in the ter- my terminal and there's people walking everywhere. I'm probably not going to recognize him. If a Star Wars director is show pops up in a Star Wars movie, I'll probably be like, oh, yeah, it's good. I have seen so many people at airports before, like just sitting around. Who's that mm. woman that pretended to be a black person? She was next to me in an airport once. What was mm. her name with the curly hair? Oh, I don't remember, but I know who you're talking about. Rachel Dolzlar, Dolze, whatever her name mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. I've seen so many people in airports. And I'm very good at faces. Jay- I was on a plane with Retta from... Parks and Rec and that's sweet. Good Girls. She's yeah. awesome. We, you, you get on the plane and you like have to walk through first class. Oh, that's so bad for like, the first class people. <laughs> I know, but I, I mean, that's pretty common though. No, I'm saying because right? the LA flights, because there's very specific flights that are very business oriented, like long term flights, they always separate the first class. So when you come in, mm. you actually go right and first class you don't even walk through it. But then the smaller planes sometimes you do walk through the first class. Mm. My wife always watches or we kinda watch together the, yeah. the good girl show or whatever. And I'm just sitting there and we're like, we just finished up one of the seasons and I'm like, that's totally her. You should have said, <laughs> like, hey, we're big like, fans. I'm like waiting like to go through like the, you know how it stops and I'm like looking and I'm like that's that's well no um, way. that's not her that's her Ken Ken Long was on me and Lacey's <laughs> flight back from celebration thermal uh, detonator guy thermal oscillator guy that guy see right, told you not specifics but I could tell I could describe exactly what he looks like when he says it and he's and doing got the this. quote wrong too right in the pocket <laughs> So, James, any, whatever. James, you digging? You digging the uh, Gareth Edwards cameo there? TLJ. Uh, yes, I am. Uh, I actually kicked it around with myself. Um, I it, he's he's not on my list, but if I would have went with one, I was really debating between that one and the Rogue One one. Um, it's a the, good. It's the a good. La- the Last Jedi one. He has a line, or well, he doesn't have the line, but he's connected to the line yes yeah. whereas like in rogue one he just kind of does something right Until which is a big thing doesn't he press a button no he he he's the guy he releases who releases the, the tantive four yeah. from the ship oh who's someone that's so in he, a, do, do either of you have a cameo where a guy presses a button isn't ryan johnson presses a button do one of us have a cameo i'm not in no it, i'm saying Are on you? your list <laughs> i feel like someone pressed a button um Mm. Ryan Johnson is in Rogue One as well. He's one of the Death Star 
guys that's what I'm standing saying. Yeah, in the he tunnel. Just, he, oh, I thought he presses buttons because I no, remember. Like, I don't think he presses a button. They're just like standing there. They go head. like <laughs> when it fires. It's like what? What job is this? James, you your job is to give <laughs> us to say the next one. The sixth pick in the Kessel Run to get us halfway there. The the sixth pick is. I'm hope I'm getting the name right. Raya Kirsch. Giving everybody a second. Anybody? Someone knows it, but but these guys don't. That is John Knoll in The Phantom Menace. Oh, yes, 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 um, yes. I am a big fan of John Knoll just because I think he's one. I think he's as much as people talk about how great he is. I still think he's underrated. He created I Photoshop. Th- <laughs> I know. I'm like, like I think people just generally today are like, oh, that's cool. And I'm like, I don't think you get it. He's <laughs> like, changed this world in such a way that no one understands. He yeah, created I mean, Photoshop? Yes. Yeah. Like with his brother, yeah. When you started it was, up, it says like, created by John Knoll. Huh. Yeah. And, um... And it's, yeah, and he started, like, Adobe and all mm-hmm. that, you know? It's like, he, he pitched he's Rogue One. so crazy in the way, yeah, in the way that he's moved special effects forward that it's almost, it's almost like saying, like, do you, do you know that old thing where they'd say, like, Sir Isaac Newton, he's like, oh, he was asked a question and he didn't have the answer. So he went and invented calculus and then he came back and gave the guy his answer. That's what John Knowles <laughs> Because like. he, need, yeah. he needed calculus in order to, to solve the problem that the guy was asking. So it's like, that's John Knowles. He's like, um, I guess I'll just go do this thing that's never been done before and then come back. But, I mean, to talk about his cameo, it's just the fact that now as a star wars fan who's aware of all this stuff when i see that scene i'm like what scene is boom. it he's one of the naboo starfighters oh that blows up uh with little with he's actually the, the only one seen on screen that dies like his <laughs> i bet his, he wanted to die his uh cockpit explodes did he have a line die. did he have lines did he yeah, have I a line so. uh <laughs> yeah, <it's> yeah. That. <laughs> I think it's just a simple line. It's like Starfighters coming in or something. Oh, okay. Yeah. It wasn't the guy. I can't remember exactly. But it wasn't the guy who said that little boy did it. <laughs> no, I don't think so. That, and and that person is like looking out the side. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like if right. I remember correctly. Yeah, rolled down uh, his window. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Isn't that funny? Like. uh that, have you guys ever seen that Dave Chappelle where he's like rolling, he's like talking about the baby? He's like, he's the like car it soul. was an old limousine. An old limousine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that was killing right. him softly. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Was. Number seven on the list. I'm going with Dave Filoni as Trapper Wolf in The Mandalorian Chapter Six. Um, really vaulted uh, on my list because of the explanation of how they put this together in the Disney Gallery. Uh, in terms of how Favreau <laughs> was just feeding him lines off the cuff and telling him to act very casual. So <laughs> I went back and watched it literally right before we started recording again and started laughing. And it's it might be my favorite cameo in Star Wars because he can't he's not a good actor, Dave Filoni. But that's what makes it perfect because it's very A New Hope Star Wars vibe. It's an X-Wing mm-hmm. pilot in that era. And he, he goes, looks like they're launching a gunship or something. <laughs> and he's just so casual it. and it's because john favreau told him to act like he's not interested at all he's like be as disinterested as possible 
Looks like they're launching a gunship or something. I, I feel like Mando Fancho, we were like, Dave Filoni was kind of, uh, like, I don't know. Like, when it came out, and now we found this out, we were like, that's actually pretty amazing. The, yeah, so I don't know. I thought that was fun. Yeah. That is super fun. I, I love that detail, too, where he's like, just act like you don't care. And he's like, and then you don't care. And then the, the ship is, like, flying in. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it's very intense, and you just yeah. like, I don't know. Just blow everything The only, up. as we know, all three, I say all three, but the, the directors were the three pilots, right? The only way it could have been better is if we had that scene, but then once they fire the missile, the face of the missile was Taika Waititi. <laughs> oh like painted on, like the old bombs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it was Deborah Chow, Rick Famuyiwa, and uh, Dave Filoni. Right. Yeah, so Taika and Bryce Dallas Howard were missing, but yeah. they were the they, those three were the only three that directed two episodes, so they were the, like the main directors, I guess. Right, that's a good point. Good point. Yeah. Um, all right, Lacey, you are up uh, number eight on our list. Uh, your third entry into the Kessel Run. Who you got? My pick is off my lovely weekend of watching Hamilton. It is Lin Manuel Miranda. Ooh. in the rise of skywalker um this is another one that by the way i looked it up before with uh daniel craig james bond they were shooting james bond in pinewood and he just like walked over and shot this part and he was dubbed fn 007 because that's what the staff called him oh so we got it yeah oh. that's where it came from yeah so that's what his like on set name was like they thought it was so funny <laughs> he was he was in a bond movie <laughs> Daniel Craig? Oh, I thought you were talking I about... I from Logan Lucky. I just said, I said when James was talking, I looked it up, we were right. That's what I was saying. Oh, yeah. that's why I was like, I thought we this just... This was a similar situation. Okay. And that I believe JJ was just like, hey, Lynn, come on over. Oh, yeah. I feel like Lynn is on kind of a George Lucas level of creativity that not many people can reach that level of talent and creativity and imagination and just like is able to make these amazing masterpieces, right? So mm -hmm. it's just funny. You see all the things he gets to do and you're like, man, I wish I got to do some of that stuff. And you're like, well, I will never be at the level of a Lin-Manuel. Uh, but he was in it. He plays like just basically a resistance fighter that gets to hug people and celebrate yeah. at the end, which is like, we'll talk about the best part of the movie. Everyone's won. It's hooray, we're here. Yeah. yeah. And that's yeah. it. But I love Hamilton. I watched it over the weekend for the first time. It was fabulous. And so this cameo meant more to me now than it did when the movie came out. Mm -hmm. his, his, I thought his cameo was cut. Mm -hmm. We actually talked about this privately in the chat. Sure. I thought his cameo was cut. And uh, I went and looked and I, I now know the reason why I probably never noticed him because the actual scene focuses more on Rose and Chewbacca hugging. He's in the background, right? And and he's just like off to the side, but your eyes are going to be diverted to the, where the main characters sure. are. So I never, I, I missed him. But he's it's pretty clear that it's him, especially since we have some pictures from him, you know, behind and the him talking, and I think, in the documentary of being on set. I think he's yeah, part of yeah. it. Kelly yeah. Marie Tran had a cameo um, in The Rise of Skywalker, too. Oh, <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I actually thought about making some jokes John. like that. I'm not making fun of her, I, but she, was, she wasn't she was in the movie very much. That's all I'm saying. Um, 
Uh, no, that's a good pick. It's funny. It, it shows you how big Star Wars is when someone as talented as Lynn Mon- Lynn Manuel Miranda wants to be in it as just like a resistance guy wearing fatigues. Everyone does. Everyone yeah. wants to just. Hey, can I just be in it? And it doesn't matter mm-hmm. how big or how talented you are, except Harrison Ford, that you want to be in Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um. All right, James, number nine on our list. The Kessel Run is cooking. Here we are entering uh, the end of the third quarter here. Who do you got? All right, guys. Uh, he's, gonna, this, he's got a smirk on his face already, folks. So get <laughs> this is where it gets weird. Oh, no. <laughs> My third pick is the extraterrestrial himself, E.T., in Attack of the Clones. <laughs> That's actually pretty good. Was it Attack of the Clones or Phantom Menace? I think it was Attack it was of the attack. Clones. It was Attack. I think I he's think was... in the little thingy. I'm calling shenanigans because I think it was in Phantom Menace when they call no confidence in Valorum and they show all the different pods of people saying vote now and stuff. I I was unsure of where it was, so I looked it up, but you're still... I, I usually trust your memory on this type of stuff. Um, but this is such a great a pick. Sojian. <laughs> this is a this is a very oh, cre- so that's the species. Mm-hmm. This is a cre- I don't think my cre- my internet's going to be fast mm-hmm. enough to look it up. But regardless, um, yeah, I think that was one of those cameos that like, like what makes a good cameo when you see them and you're you're like, boom, like you know immediately, like oh my gosh, I didn't know they were in this, yeah. you know. And I think everybody in the theater, no one knew that was coming, right? But everybody, when you see that scene, it's Phantom I Menace. guarantee you, it is Phantom Menace. Boom, baby. <laughs> but that's so weird because like, I double checked to be like, oh, it's definitely this one. James, you know what you should have done? What? Ask the king, baby. <laughs> Shut <laughs> um, no, just kidding. Have theaters across the country all at you know, practically the same time, be like, oh, James, you know, did you and then other the, people be like, what did you see? What did you see? What was it? The canonization of E.T. in Star Wars, that it is him, because then he goes in E.T. and he's wearing, or he's like, there's, yeah. there's Yoda masks or something like that. Like, So, yeah, in, in the movie E.T., so he, when he's wearing his outfit is like ghost outfit that he walks up to a kid is wearing a yoda mask and he goes home yeah yeah (laughs) yeah so the then there there's actually i don't know if you've gone down the rabbit hole with this yeah but there's actually a full theory that he is a jedi (laughs) oh my god et because because of some of the stuff that he does like he heals the plants he makes the bikes fly Wow. And some other things. So, um, so or, or you know, the, the the canon there maybe not even be that he's a Jedi, but that the the Force and that ET and Star Wars exist in the same universe. How about this? Ready to have your mind blown? We're gonna break some news here on the podcast <laughs> with with ridiculous speculation before we do our last picks. If they have a Wikipedia entry for ET's species in Star Wars. Do they list what planet they're from? Because then if he goes up to Yoda and says home, is that Yoda's home planet? Um, I I don't I know that we know ET's home planet though because of the ride. Not ET's home planet, 
but the species in Star Wars and go do it that way. Oh. I don't know. But it would be the same if your theory was correct. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I'm just trying to have some fun They're from the planet Soleil in the Dominus sector of the Outer Rim Territories. Soleil. Okay. Remember that, folks. Probably not going to work out, but (laughs) it's all right. Um, All right. So I'll do my last pick here. I think that's a great pick. Lacey, do you have anything on that? I think that's very creative, James. Nah, it's good. I just want Reese's Pieces now. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I would actually go full, like, just total dirtbag mode and do Reese's Pieces in a bowl of milk and eat it like cereal. (laughs) I'm just glad you guys are saying Reese's Pieces and not Reese's Pieces. Can I tell you the other day I laughed out loud? We were... (laughs) We went to Stu Leonard's the other night and they have now (laughs) soft pretzels for sale. Oh. So I walked in and I turn and there's this whole display of soft pretzels. They're like, you could buy the nugget ones or you can buy full pretzels. And I was like, oh my God, they have soft pretzels. And I like paused and I was like, I can't be this person. <laughs> I can't be this caricature of <laughs> Were myself. Were they gigantic? Yes. <laughs> oh, you should have taken a picture or video for Patreon. <laughs> she says that, but the real reality of the situation was she was eating it. She's like, if John only saw me now. <laughs> I did not. I wish I I would kill for a pretzel right now. You can't not ever eat soft pretzels again because of that thing, though. I was just saying the excitement I felt in seeing one that I was like, I can't be this joke. (laughs) That's pretty funny. Um, All right. Mm. Next, uh, my last pick, number 10 on our list is uh, George Lucas, Revenge of the Sith. Uh, He plays Baron Papanoida. Who is a? I don't know why he. Papa Noida. Yeah, Papa no, Papa Noluiki Papa Noida. Um, Me Papa. Yeah, I so don't weird. know. I don't know why, but apparently his character is a playwright who uh, was uh, not a big fan of Palpatine, and he liked to uh, try to uh, talk trash about Palpatine. Of course, and- he's the one character that's like. That Palpatine. Yeah, and and he's a playwright. <laughs> like he's pretty much George Lucas in in Star Wars. Um, but he he plays the. Oh, he's standing. He's in all blue, and he has almost like it looks like an usher's outfit. And that's right when Anakin runs up the stairs by him to go meet Palpatine in the theater and do that whole big Darth Plagueis the Wise scene. So he's very he's there very quickly. He may even be talking to his daughter. I think who's dressed up similar to him. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. But uh, yeah, George Lucas is in Revenge of the Sith very briefly. What's his name again? Baron Papanoida. <laughs> dumb. Yeah. It's so dumb. So that that's George, George Lucas finally made his way into his movies uh, via Revenge of the Sith. So uh, that is my pick. Um, and then Lacey, you are next with your last pick and number 11. My last pick is Ahmed Best in Attack of the Clones who played Ahmed mm. Beck. Um, I think that it was something when it happened, I didn't appreciate it as much as I do now, especially mm-hmm. what transpired with the whole Jar Jar thing and everything he went through. But 
it's one of those things like the meme with Leonardo DiCaprio where he's drinking and he's like pointing at the screen. Like that's one of those things that I always look for when I watch that movie because it's such a clear cameo. They're like, hey, look, it's Ahmed Best. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I just love it. I love that he has his own character outside of Jar Jar and he got to be himself basically. Yeah, and he's yeah, and he's related to the new character. Yeah, yes. the new Jedi. And he did is... that on purpose, and I love that too. Yeah, I don't know if they're. He said they're brothers or they're related in brothers. some way. But did he say brothers? Mm-hmm. I don't. Did he say brothers? I thought he said brothers, mm-hmm. cousins. There's there's something. Um, they have the same name, same last name. So. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think they said. I think he just said that they were they they were related by blood or related family somehow. But I don't think he gave it any of that. And he also says that the character was not the character that you're talking about the cameo, but the new one is also related to Mace Windu in some fashion. They haven't really got into that. Well, or, or connected to him. I think it might have to do with that. The, the, oh, I I say related in the sense of not blood related, but like related to him via. Acquaintance. I want to say something to do with his lightsaber because they both have purple lightsabers. Yeah, sure. Yeah, Um, that's what I'm saying. And also that scene, uh, Anthony Daniels cameoed uh, as a human in that scene too. That's it. That scene's pretty rich with some cool stuff. So good pick. Mm -hmm. Um, All right, James and Mouse from the Matrix is there too. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's Sleazebag Bagano. Oh, Deathstick guy. Yeah, Destic guy. Know that was him. And also, what's funny is the 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 woman who plays. I think this is correct. The woman who plays the woman in the red dress in Matrix, who was created by him, is also in that scene. Oh wow! She's like behind. She's like one of the bar bartend people. So him and the lady in the red dress are in that scene. That's pretty funny. Cool. Um, all right, James, take us home with the last pick in our Kessel Run, pick 12, uh, best cameos in Star Wars. Who do you got for your last pick? All right, it's a little bit of another weird one. You guys ready for this? Sure. Gary Fisher. Oh, yeah. Gary Fisher yeah. is in The Rise of or, uh, the, last the Last Jedi. Jedi. What? Yeah. Um, now... Here's what's interesting is that he's in a photo that they used in Entertainment Weekly as promo for the movie, and he's very clearly there. And it was confirmed that it was, in fact, Carrie Fisher's dog. But that scene is not in the movie. However, if you keep a close eye, he still is in the movie He's just in a different spot and a lot harder to see. Where though? Um, it Canto Bite. Oh, so okay, makes sense. There, yep. There is a there is a very large pinkish it's an alien that has to like Gary. a cer- No, it's Gary. That's what these articles are saying. It's an homage to Gary. Do you mean an homage? Yeah, that. <laughs> Do people say homage? Is that a way of saying? It? Yeah, I think so. Mm. So keep going, so James. Not... Just keep going. Keep going, James. Yeah. I I don't understand what's happening if you're if you're telling me that it's not him because again I like double checked this to make sure that he's that he's there and that that is the the dog. But anyway, it's like a space dog. Yep. It has like a head or whatever. Yep. You're saying it's not him though. They're saying it's an homage to him. 
homage. Homage. <laughs> homage. Hmm. I mean, well, it's still that's well, still a cool cameo. We'll, we'll I like it. I like it. I'm yeah. still counting it. Yeah, I'll count it too. I totally forgot well, about that you, until you said it. James, you, you tried. You flew too close to the sun, man. <laughs> no, stop. <laughs> that ET pick was sweet, though, bro. I think the ET pick was the best pick we had. I thought it was they're certainly the most creative. Oh, uh, that came and, out of nowhere, yeah. James. Yeah, the ET pick. Right. James seems very upset right yeah, now. All right. Yeah. James, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. Like... The first article that came, comes up is Star Wars. The Last Jedi features yeah. a sweet homage to Carrie. Mm. Lame. Well, all right. You know so what? It's not him. We'll, but we'll still count it. Supposed to be supposed to be him so mm-hmm. james you could just we'll go with joseph gordon levitt in that same scene <laughs> yeah there Justin you go Thoreau. which i no matter how many times i hear it i cannot pick out his voice i can't hear it all the yeah yeah is that I'm him like, they must the, have the yeah. changed southern his voice. voice yeah that's him yeah i told him not to park there there's a shuttle parkers right there <laughs> Yeah. character yeah. so much. Um, all right, so so that's our Kessel Run. We did it. The best cameos in Star Wars. Uh, thanks for taking the ride with us on the Kessel Run. We made it. We delivered the coaxium without blowing up. Um, our picks. <laughs> Ralph McQuarrie in Empire Strikes Back. Daniel Craig in, in The Force Awakens. John Williams in The Rise of Skywalker. Anthony Daniels in Solo. Gareth Edwards in The Last Jedi. John Knoll in The Phantom Menace. Dave Filoni in The Mandalorian. Lynn Manuel Miranda in The Rise of Skywalker, E.T. in The Phantom Menace, George Lucas in Revenge of the Sith, Ahmed Best in Attack of the Clones, and Gary Fisher, we're counting it, it counts, in The Last Jedi. (laughs) That's our Kessel Run. Let us know what you guys think in the comments of your picks that we may have missed. Let us know your thoughts on our picks. Uh, You can do that on the YouTube video or hit us up on Twitter at RBATSWNN. Quote tweet our episode. Throw your picks out there. Share them with your friends. Let's build on our Kessel Run list with you guys. And we appreciate you uh, enjoying our list. But now we are going to hear from you because we're going to hop over to Lacey right now to take us home with your tweets in Resistance Transmissions. Lacey, what's going on? That's right. It's time for Resistance Transmissions. So the way this works is every week, John puts up a crazy, wacky situation on Twitter and you guys give your answers. And I've never seen what the scenario is. I don't know what you said. I try to avoid the channel on the days that he puts these out um, and we'll read them on right right now. So if you want to be a part of this, you follow us at Twitter at on Twitter at R-B-A-T at R-B-A-T-S-W-N-N. That was a mouthful. All right. So. The scenario is, what? What? (laughs) What are you saying? (laughs) Nothing. Says the guy that was going to eat a bowl full of Reese's Pieces. Oh, she did it, James. (laughs) (laughs) No, nothing. James is so upset about Gary. Very upset. (laughs) Reese's Pieces. No, I know. I said that on purpose. I was trying to get a rise out of you. You know what's another disgusting thing I would eat like a cereal? I think I've said this on the podcast. Animal crackers. You have a thing for animal crackers. Frosted. The carnival. Frosted pink and white carnival ones. Oh, interesting. 
All mm-hmm. I think about with Animal Crackers is that terrible Shirley Temple commercial that they used to play on Nickelodeon back in the day mm-hmm. that was like way terribly audio mixed. So it would be blaring after the previous commercial, no matter what volume you had the TV. So it would just start screaming at you about Shirley Temple. Is Shirley She's, Temple yeah, still the ones alive? Where it's like, no. She's dead? I don't know. Pretty sure. Um, but you're talking about the like own the animal whole collection. Crackers in my <laughs> you know that's No, I know the commercial. song. Is it the commercial yes. where they were like, own the whole Shirley Temple yes. collector? Teach your kids about Shirley Temple. <laughs> and it's like a like, her signature, like <laughs> Yeah. She died in twenty fourteen at the age of eighty six. Oh. Shirley Temple Black. Yeah. Rest right. in peace. All right. <laughs> I hope she has all the animal crackers in her soup. <laughs> there are so many people right now going, yes, that commercial is traumatizing because I've yes. seen it so many times. All right. Now I'm going to have to tweet it out being like, who remembers this commercial? All right. So the situation is Rosario Dawson booked the role of live action Ahsoka. I love how you put hashtag Ahsoka, uh, <laughs> which of course means others were turned down. Pick any actor and what their rejection letter from Disney would say as to why they didn't land the role. The more unlikely and ridiculous, the better. First up is Mello at a Grey Jedi. Hi, Mello. He said, Dear Mr. Wusso. Wusso. No, but thank you for applying. Tommy Wusso. You are tearing me apart, Disney. <laughs> uh, good job, Mello. <laughs> Tear me apart, Tiger. Tear me apart. <laughs> Next is uh, Mike Harrison at Micah X Machina. Hey, Micah. He said, Dear Talon Cravarro, we know it's you. Please stop calling. Sincerely, the Bobs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, enough already with this uh, duel of fates. Colin, come on. <laughs> Next up is Joey Sack, at Joey Sack, who said, Dear Sam Whitwer, we regret to inform you that you did not land the role of Ahsoka Tano in The Mandalorian. We are hoping that you will consider a role in the upcoming series, Kenobi! <laughs> <laughs> A Star Wars story. Don't get cut in half. D. Filoni. So that that's that's a good one, Joey. Uh, so I did. You know the the awesome video of um, what we're doing the Kenobi yeah. recording Kenobi. the screen. I I tried it. I did one, and I recorded it. And I don't I don't know if I'm ever gonna release it. <laughs> Why? <laughs> But because it's it's very it's like that's that's putting yourself out there, you know, you know. Um, it's so just maybe, yelling. Maybe one day if I'm drunk, I'll tweet it out, or we can send it to the patrons. <laughs> so if you ever see it, John was drunk. <laughs> I wasn't. Yeah, if you see it, I was drunk when I tweeted it. Then you'll know I'm drunk. But yeah. I wasn't drunk when I did it. It's just yelling, though. I did the whole thing, though. I did the laugh. Yeah, I did but the, that's embarrassing. Yeah. That's like why in movies they say like yell and then they're like ah and they're like no you got to give it out because they don't want to give up something personal about yeah. themselves by yelling that loud. Yeah. Maybe I'm just annoying. Lacey's going to rewatch all these like Disney movies. <laughs> like oh I never took it that way. <laughs> it's like in Forgetting Sarah yelling. Marshall when they're under the docks and he's like just scream and he's like ah 
Yeah. 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 I get it. This next one is out of left field for sure. (laughs) Next is Kevin Lewis at Thrawn Zon Fan. Kevin, I'm sorry about Monday's episode. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's right. Kevin's probably. I hope you enjoy the book, Kevin. (laughs) (laughs) I just like Lacey's voice. Sorry about Monday's episode. (laughs) You just lost it. (laughs) All right. So. He says, Dear Kathy Lee Gifford, <laughs> we appreciate your inebriated audition, but the Star Wars brand <laughs> but the Star Wars brand might not be the best fit. We have sent this rejection letter along with a box of wine. Sincerely everyone. <laughs> everyone. I'm just thinking about Kristen Wiggs, like where she's like <laughs> Oh yeah. 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 Okay. Kevin pulled that out of nowhere. Yeah. yeah. Love it. Uh, He's a big Regis fan, I guess. Yes. <laughs> Next is Live. Darth Somnus at Darth Somnus. And he wrote, Dear Mr. David Lee Roth, if anything, it would be too amazing. The world just isn't ready. Thank you for your interest, <laughs> Lucasfilm. Bozy, bozy, bop. <laughs> I just love how it's like, it would just be too good. <laughs> All right. And last but not least is a teacher. Carl Axel Frazon at Carl Axel Frazon, who said, Dear Mr. Cruz, <laughs> thank you for your interest in playing hashtag Soka because you're using hashtags <laughs> in the letter back. In, in, the, in, in the letter. letter. Just letter making sure. And yeah. it links out to the trends of a Soka, too. Yeah. While you can do your own stunts, we need someone who (laughs) uses the force, not Dianetics. Is that a Scientology thing? Yeah. Uh, Runs with a little more (laughs) grace. (laughs) Is taller. Uh, Thank you. This rejection letter will self-destruct in 60 seconds. <laughs> I like that one. That one's really, really good. I think yeah. that would be a Hall of Fame. That was really good. This The self-destruct one is what got me. This will self-destruct. It's, it was well done. All right. Is taller. Well, that's it for this week. If you guys want to be on the show, if you're listening, watching, taking this lovely episode in where you're like we're still going uh you can follow us on twitter at r-b-a-t-s-w-n-n uh and then look keep an eye out for the crazy scenario and then you give your answers the most creative fun interesting ones get on the show Back to you, John. Sorry, I forgot that part. Back to you, John. So uh, are we still running our contest? Are we still doing the the Oh, we are. Do you want me to go through it really quick? Yeah. Yeah. So our lovely friends at Jewelry, jewelry, oh, that's a hard word, Jewelry Brands 
at jewelrybrands.shop is the website. Uh, they have a bunch of cool Star Wars merchandise from necklaces to earrings to rings to bracelets to pins to all this other cool stuff. Like dog tags. Like so much cool, cool stuff. So definitely check it out. We're teaming up with them, or we have been, um, and we're doing an awesome Mandalorian theme gift away. It started on Monday. And we're probably going to run it into the next week. So there's two ways you can win. So first of all, what you would win is the client medallion uh, necklace that Werner Herzog's character wears in I The Mandalorian. I want to see the jewelry. Yeah, I want to see the necklace. Yeah, that thing. That big like pendant that he wears. Um, as well as, of course, something Baby Yoda related. We have a snack time enamel pin that goes with it where Baby Yoda is eating the frog. Um, so there are two chances for you to win this Mandalorian prize set. One is you can follow us on Twitter, like I just said. So while you're also going there for resistance transmissions, you can follow us and retweet the tweet that says retweet this tweet to win and you're (laughs) entered to win. And the other option is to head over to our Instagram channel. There will be a post there and you have to follow us and jewelry jewelry brands and like the post and all the directions will also be on both posts so if you forget by the time you get there don't worry we'll walk you through but there's really cool prizes you can win and we have you know other fun stuff i'm sure coming on the way because i do have two baby yodas now so one needs a home eventually mandelfoon sure yeah probably now back to you john (laughs) well i just want to thank everybody for listening and watching being a part of the resistance uh make sure you do subscribe to our show on whatever platform you prefer whether it's youtube how are you out there apple Podcasts, ring the bell soundcloud (laughs) you ring that bell uh that's uh bulio uh banny bulio Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Podbean, wherever you uh, get your podcasts. Subscribe to us because we got two episodes a week. When it comes to this fall, we'll be doing three because we'll have the Mando Fan Show coming back. Um, if you guys uh, need your Star Wars news, you know where to go. It's StarWarsNewsNet.com. Every day we do uh, editorials over there, reviews, um, and then we post our other videos there, uh, including uh, the Rumor and Theory review, book discussions, uh, all down the line, and of course, all the, your latest breaking news uh, coming right at you, starwarsnewsnet.com. Uh, teespring.com slash stores slash resistance broadcast if you want to get some swag. I just got my uh, hoodie, my hooded sweatshirt with the drawstrings. Uh, loving it with our new uh, updated logo. We got Gary the Porg there. Uh, we got Makes Solo 2 Happen, uh, a bunch of other stuff, most of them designed by James over there. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think that pretty much covers everything else. Uh, you guys can find me on Twitter at Johnny Hoey and writing and editing over at starwarsnewsnet.com. James? Uh, Twitter and Instagram at Meyer Trunks is where you can find me. Lacey? You can follow my soft pretzel stan account at Lacey Gillerin on Twitter and Instagram. Now you have to change your name to that. <laughs> Lacey loved pretzels. Uh, maybe I'll, just, I'll change my name to that. Stop copying me. This is my brand. Big pretzel <laughs> lacy. Uh, Big pretzel It's lacy. called the Good Bavarian one. legend, and that was Good. one time. <laughs> All right. I got to start thinking of some stuff about that. All right. So I hope everyone out there enjoys your weekend. Enjoy your pretzels and uh, stay well, <laughs> stay safe. And we'll see you on Monday morning with another episode right here on TRB, baby. See you around, kids. <laughs>